I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Welcome, everybody, to the Kids Learning for Life podcast. We are so happy that you are here with us. We have an awesome interview set up for you today. Um, Jenny, say hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. I was really, really, really fortunate to be able to talk with my good friend, Jamie Phipps. She is the um, owner of Humble Heart Press, which is a really cool printing company that serves homeschool families in particular. But I mean, if you want anything printed, I'm sure she could help. Um, and I've actually personally ordered things from her and they're just beautiful and she's really easy to work with. Um, she also has a really great Facebook group called Homeschool Unburdened, which we talk about. Um, but basically the whole topic that we cover today is how to create community. And I know that seems like a really broad topic, but I think it's something that's really, really important, especially for homeschoolers. Don't you think, Stacy? Yes, it is very important, especially now at this time that we're at where like this pandemic is starting to end and people are starting to get together again and go outside. And there's, um, you know, because of the pandemic, there were so many new homeschoolers that did not get to experience what the homeschool community can really be like because everybody was shut in. Um, you know, for the past year. So now is a great time. If you have not found that community that you're looking for, take some of these tips that Jamie's going to give you and really roll with it and see like how awesome homeschooling can be with that community behind you. Right. Yeah. And I think Jamie in particular, the reason I wanted her for this episode is because she just has this way. She's very warm and inviting and she's also super knowledgeable. I think she's just a great person to connect with if you need help at all in your homeschool. So that's why I, I just... I really had a nice time talking to her about this, and she has so many insights on this that um, I think it'll be really valuable, especially to new homeschoolers, like you were saying. But even old, not old homeschoolers, that sounds bad, but veteran homeschoolers, <laughs> um, you know, still need that community, too. I think it's really, really important. So uh, should we just roll the tape? Yes, and I want to give everybody full disclosure here. Um, because of the end of the school year and busy schedules, Jenny was the only one that was able to log in and record with Jamie and interview her. So if you don't hear me, that's why. But I definitely was able to listen to it, and we'll get to chat about it a little bit at the end. So without further ado, Jenny, let's get this started. Welcome, Jamie, to the Learning for Life podcast. I am so excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited to be here. I love what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So today we are going to be talking about how and why to build a community of fellow homeschool parents around you. And so I guess the first question I wanted to ask you is, why do you think it's so important to create this good network of homeschoolers? Oh, well, I do believe it's so important. Um, I believe community is a human need. Homeschooling, not homeschooling, it's just something that everybody needs. I kind of believe that the family is like the base block unit of society rather than the individual. And then it just grows from there to um, your expanded family and then your friends. And uh, it's especially important when you're doing something that's a little bit against the grain or against the cultural norm, you know, you don't have as many examples to look to. So it's really important that you kind of be intentional about going out and finding that community because you're gonna need it. I don't think anyone 
is supposed to go it alone when it comes to homeschooling. Yeah, I, I agree. And also homeschooling is not only against the grain, but it can also be considered or feel kind of isolating because you're just at your home. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and I don't think it's supposed to be that way. I believe that um, it really comes to its fruition of all of the beautiful things that it can be when you're doing it as part of a community. And especially when you're just starting out, Mm-hmm. It is so important to be able to go to someone that's doing it and say, how do I'm doing? Is this enough? You know, we all kind of have these same uh, big questions in the beginning. I see it over and over again. And, you know, is this okay? Am I doing enough? Um, or, you know, I'm having this issue. What do you think? And I have rarely seen a time where a newer homeschooler is talking to a homeschooler that's been doing it a couple of years and goes with those questions and, and doesn't come away feeling so much better. Right. But if you don't have someone to ask, then you're kind of um, more likely to get stuck in fear and anxiety and, and it shouldn't be that way. I agree. And even if the advice you're getting isn't necessarily something that you will actually apply or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's just nice in general just to talk to other homeschoolers and just connect in that way too, because we don't all have to agree on everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just the idea that you're not going it alone. Yes. You have someone to talk to. Um, You know, I've, I've received a lot of advice and I think it's best when two people can come together and share what they're doing and share what they know and just Take what is useful to you and leave what's not, uh, you know, no judgment. But I think we're all going to be better homeschoolers, better parents Mm -hmm. um, if we are trying to learn what we can from each other. Right. And I think, yeah, we're definitely better homeschoolers when we're better parents. The two are completely intertwined. And I I feel as a parent, like I'm just less happy when I'm not feeling connected to my community or my Mm -hmm. friends or family. And it's really important. And it's something that I think the like our nation as a whole or even the world has really felt this past year because we haven't been able to have community as much as we used to, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, if you think about it, isolation is a form of torture, Mm -hmm. you know, what do they do to punish prisoners or what do you do to prisoners of war? You isolate them. And even though, you know, there's reasons for why we're all going through that, I think it's just Um, all the more reason to be really intentional about creating your community. And that doesn't mean it has to be a huge community. Your community could be two or three moms that you get together with regularly. But it does take intention. It's not going to just happen by itself most of the time. So I think I just want to encourage people to really work at building those friendships and keeping some regular people in your life over a longer period of time that you feel comfortable talking to. Yeah, so I kind of A little later on, I kind of want to talk to you about how to weed out what the good relationships are from the bad ones, like when to remove yourself. Interesting. Yeah, like when to remove (laughs) yourself, like if it's like this Facebook group is not for me, you know what I mean? Yes. But I do want to get into first how you personally have worked to create a community around yourself with your homeschool. Well, I'm part of a wonderful co-op, so that is a huge part of my community. And I really appreciate it because not only do we do school together, but we have, you know, parties and field trips and we just kind of are doing more of life together. Mm -hmm. And so um, they're becoming my people. And I really wanted my boys to have more sports exposure and outdoor time. And it just helps me 
to have other people to do that with. It, it's motivating for me. Um, it keeps me accountable. Like, you know, if I've made a play date with somebody, um, I'm much less likely to be like, uh, eh, you know, I really don't feel like going. It's, it's more exciting to go. So I created, um, a local, uh, Facebook group for sports and park day meetups. Mm-hmm. And that has just given us a great outlet. So we have our co-op, we have this local group and, um, you know, I, I have been really intentional about reaching out to people that I see asking questions on Facebook. And I think that's hard for people, mm-hmm. but I've been there. And one thing I've learned in relationships is that when you go first, being vulnerable and sharing something, you know, um, it makes it much easier for that other person to share genuinely and kind of get past that surface chit chat conversation and really start yeah, like, getting into some meaty conversation exactly that, uh, isn't necessarily as comfortable but really both people come away feeling like you had a much more meaningful conversation yeah and that's why i love your other facebook group that you've more recently created called homeschool unburdened because i feel yeah. like you do a really good job of just being vulnerable on there and that's something mm-hmm. that not everyone wants to be because clearly everyone kind of wants to be the best whether you admit it or not <laughs> and so i just love- I gave up on that a long time ago maybe that's my strength <laughs> hey hey I love it. <laughs> um, and I think that's why I've kind of gravitated towards you because, you know, I've met you at the at these homeschool, uh, like the sports events through the sports mm-hmm. Facebook group. And then, you know, now I'm part of the homeschool unburdened Facebook group. And I just love mm-hmm. how vulnerable you are on there. I just love that people are just kind of allowed to be real. And yeah. that's not always very common in life mm-hmm. or especially not on the Internet. Exactly. And, you know, the Internet isn't my ideal platform. My ideal platform would be, you know, people sitting around my kitchen table. Exactly. But that's not possible at this point in time all the time. And, you know, as much as I struggle with the Internet and kind of the the feeling that it gives me, I realize that I can reach people that I would never be able to reach otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to me to facilitate those real conversations because, you know what, life is hard. Parenting is hard. I've heard somewhere you know, homeschooling isn't hard because it's school. It's hard because it's parenting. <laughs> like, yes, you've got all these people under the same roof, you know, and all of our brokenness and all of our weaknesses. And we're just together all the time. But I really think that um, as hard it is, as it is, it, at the end of the day, we're all going to come out better because we have to work through it together. Yeah, and I and, love I love what you just said about like homeschooling and parenting. They're basically the same thing because that's what I've always thought. You know, I've always homeschooled my kids. They've never been in school. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to me when people say, oh, I could never homeschool my kids. Like, they just don't listen to me. And I'm like, I mean, are you <laughs> suggesting that my kids listen to me? <laughs> They're definitely not. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. But you know what? I've homeschooled most of the time, um, but there was a like a six-month eight month period where we were in transition and we were moving and I put my oldest in public school you know I thought he'll be fine this will give me some time to kind of get the house settled and um, get my younger son kind of um, in the rhythm of homeschooling and it was a struggle for me because Mm -hmm. he was going through things he was coming home angry and depressed he was having trouble making friends and he was my social butterfly yeah but because I wasn't there I didn't know how to help him. And it was one of the most helpless feelings ever. I mean, I was talking to his teacher. I was trying to like, can you look out for this and give me some insight as to what's going on while he's at school? 
But the reality was my kid was away from me for seven hours a day. Mm -hmm. And he was like six or seven and didn't have the ability to really tell me what was going on. And I just felt helpless to help him. So as hard as it is to kind of be on all the time at home, it's kind of priceless to just be present. And, you know, at least when something's going on with him, I know what's going on and I can brainstorm how to help him. But when he's away from me, it's much harder to do that. It's one of these things. I just literally can't imagine it. I can't imagine sending my kids off somewhere. I'm lucky to have just always have homeschooled, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just something to inter- that's interesting to hear about from people who have had their kids in school and then pulled them mm-hmm. out to homeschool because it's like something that you're called to do and it's like something that you could never go back to is going mm-hmm. back, like sending your kids to school. So I always love hearing about that, um, those kinds of stories. They're really encouraging to me because like you said, it's hard to have your kids yeah. in your house all day. It is. It is. But, you know, I try to remember at the end of the day, like, as as hard as it is in this moment, I think I'm going to be a better mom 10 mm-hmm. years from now be- having gone through it. Right. Because I kind of can't stay in my brokenness when there's a problem. It's kind of in your face all the time and you have to deal with it. And and that's why I created Homeschool Unburdened is because I wanted people to have a safe place to be able to come and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this and have other people that have been through the same thing and be like, I totally know what you're going through. And here's what I did to get out of it. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. And then also, I wanted to talk a little bit about the company that you started specifically to support other homeschoolers. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was at the height of COVID and I was a part of a lot of Facebook groups and I was seeing over and over again that, you know, I've I've fallen in love with this curriculum, but it's so expensive to print. I mean, it would be like $200 or sometimes to print um, curriculum at like Staples or Office Depot. And um, my husband and I had actually moved based on a calling to start our gospel ministry. And what we did was set up a semi-commercial print shop at home to make these gospels that my husband custom designs. They're really cool. They have, um, we can put like church information on the inside of the gospel. So it's not only a gospel, it's an invitation to a community Mm. of believers. So I'm sitting here seeing this problem on the internet with a commercial print shop at my home that I can't really um, operate because of COVID. Right. And I was like, I think I can help solve this problem because there were a couple uh, homeschool printing companies, but there was like only a cup, a handful in the whole United States that I know about. And I was like, well, there's going to be a whole lot more homeschoolers with COVID. So Mm -hmm. clearly like maybe there's need for more people um, because the, the waiting list, even if you put your order in, it would be two to four weeks out before it would get processed. I know. So I talked to my husband and I said, hey, what do you think about doing some homeschool printing? And he was great. He got on board. He created a website for me and the rest is history. Now we are Humble Heart Press, a homeschool uh, printing and binding business. And it's kind of perfect because my husband's been in the printing and binding industry for over 10 years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he knows all the best machines to be really efficient about it. So What we do is focus on um, getting orders out really quickly. We've averaged about a two-day turnaround to our orders. Sometimes they're the same day um, because I know what it's like to be a homeschooler and be kind of doing things last minute, and I just want to be a part of the solution, you know? Um, We wear so many hats as homeschoolers, mom, cook, 
uh, clean, teach. It's like, you know, if you can take off one of those hats, you really should. And I don't think everybody needs to wear the hat of like printer and binder. You know, some moms really love doing it themselves. And I'm all for that. If that's like a peaceful place for you to like spend a whole night printing and binding. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some moms out there that like really enjoy that process mm -hmm. and having owned my print shop, I kind of get it now. It can be kind of soothing, but there's so many people out there like you have better things to be doing. That's time that you could be spending with your kids or teaching or prepping or just relaxing. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> you could just click send on the computer and it'll show up on your doorstep, you know, in a little bit and it, yeah. you just be done with it. <laughs> it's seriously that easy. I'm not trying to make this like a commercial for your business, but I really do. I'm really, really impressed because I did order something a few months ago. That's how you and I met. And, yeah. um, and it was super quick and, and you're also local, so that helps. But, um, yes. but yes. I didn't even have to, you know, ship it or anything. I just happened to be in the area. And, yes. um, it turned out so beautiful. And I also just like, you know, in the same way that you're supporting homeschoolers by printing things for them. Um, I also like supporting local homeschool families that are, you know, trying to mm -hmm. do something to support other homeschool families. So it just all yeah. kind of gets tied together. And um, I, I just thought the whole process of even ordering it was really fun and collaborative. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that because that was my, um, that was what I had in mind in mind from the very beginning was that I wanted the whole process from beginning to end to be as simple and stress-free as possible mm -hmm. because so many people were stressed out. So I was just really trying to solve the problem of let's make this printing process an easy process instead of a stressful process. Yeah. And it, you know, now this is kind of reminding me of me and Stacy with Kids Learning for Life because we started doing this around the same time um, last year and our whole goal, especially at first, was like, how can we boil down information about homeschooling in the simplest possible terms for people who are brand new to it or like mm -hmm. sick of doing the distance learning or for whatever reason, people are, you know, new to homeschooling and they just want everything boiled down really easy and simple. And yes. so that's just kind of what we started out as. And now it's grown and, it, you know, we have a podcast. So there's long form discussions like this. But um, I think I think I have a special place in my heart for people who are just trying to help the other people that they see struggling with homeschooling because it's it's such an important thing for us to do. But as we've said many times, it's very hard. And I just want to help other people do it because I would hate to think that there's a homeschooler out there that's like, I can't do this anymore. I quit. And then yeah, they yeah, stop I, simply because it's just too hard. I can't stand that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand that idea because... Um, you know, I think about how much I've grown in the past five years and, and five years ago, it's kind of the story as to why I'm so passionate about building community. I mean, I was a somewhat like successful person on paper all throughout my schooling life and through college. I did the Ivy league thing. My, you know, I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do, but what I really wanted to do was be a mom and a homemaker. That was like my goal in life. And when I started to do that, I was like, this is so hard. Mm -hmm. Why is this so hard? Because my public school education did not equip me for what I felt was real life and what I was meant to do in life. Right. It did not equip me for good parenting. It did not equip me for homemaking, you know, um, those kinds of practical things. So I really felt like I started from scratch the moment that I became a homeowner, uh, a wife and a mom. Yeah, and, and I had to just like 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I kind of came from the same thing. Um, well, I mean, not to get like too far in the weeds here, but like I wasn't raised in a big family. I obviously like was not homeschooled. I went to public school and I did well in school and I even went to college. And then at a certain point I was like, this isn't for me. Um, <laughs> like this isn't going anywhere. I'm just going to be wasting my money. And um, I also like when I was a teenager, I met my husband. We always planned to homeschool. And so for me, I wasn't like raised in a community of homeschoolers or even like-minded people to be completely yeah. honest and um so most yeah most of us haven't been right exactly well that's, that's what, what i'm learning in common. that's what i'm learning <laughs> yeah because like i think from the outside when you're new to something you just assume that everyone else is so connected and mm-hmm. when you finally do get like assimilated into the community you realize everyone is just like you like everyone right. doesn't have it all together not everyone right. was and born into that just a giant weight off your shoulders the yeah. moment that you realize that Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that's, I think that's kind of like the crux of our conversation here. It's just like everyone is searching for community and we just need to figure out how to create the best possible community for Mm -hmm. us. Exactly. And so I guess on that note, like I want to talk a little bit about like, not that there's toxic communities necessarily, although I'm Mm -hmm. sure there are, but have you ever experienced where you join some sort of community, whether it's homeschooling or not, or just parenting or whatever, and you're like, this just isn't my vibe? Like, what have mm-hmm. you done in those situations? Yeah, I just move on. Yeah. You know, there are billions of people in the world, and not all of them are the people that you need to spend all of your time with. And that is totally fine. I think we can just just move on without judgment, you know? those people are doing their thing. That's not quite what I need in this season of my life. So I'm going to go, you know, keep searching. Um, And, you know, you had kind of got me thinking about this question of what creates a good community. And one thing that I thought about was you need to really share some core values. Um, I think that's one of the special things about my homeschool co-op is we have some really um, core values, the way that we identify ourselves you know, we all share faith, um, but we also all share a educational philosophy. We all love Charlotte Mason. Ooh, me too. We appreciate, we appreciate classical uh, memory work to a degree, and we appreciate inclusion is very important on our community mm-hmm. uh, and cooperation. So no one is expecting anyone else to do all the work. Everyone mm-hmm. is looking for ways to contribute all the time. And that really protects the community uh, or any individual in the community from burnout, I, which I think is one of the most important things of any community. Um, <clears throat> because one of the communities, you know, the when I started the sports group, I kind of was doing uh, everything with the help of one other person for the first several months. And mm-hmm. I was happy to do that. I wanted to lay the foundation, but I was creating you know, weekly events, I, I bought all the equipment, I was doing everything. And I'm like, you know, it's okay for now, but this isn't going to last forever. This is not sustainable the way that I'm doing it. Because there's just going to be times where I'm sick or I'm busy. I just started the businesses, I knew that those were going to pick up. So I had to really think about how can I change the structure of this so that it's sustainable. And that's when I created, you know, I, I had to take a leap of faith and say, okay, look guys, we've, we've all started this community. Um, I can't do, I didn't say that, but I said, I've, you know, thought about a way to make this sustainable for the long run. And I think this is a model that could really work. So I asked everybody to say, Hey, can you take one month or even share a month with another person 
and just do one event per month for the entire year. There were over 100 people in the community. If 12 people had volunteered for a month, that would take, you know, that would be enough for an entire year. Mm -hmm. One person is only doing a month at a time. So the point of that was if I hadn't changed the structure of that and really asked people to get involved and be a more of a part of it and take some ownership of it, I don't think it would exist today. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes back to our point of vulnerability, like you asking for help and people, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving you that help. And I like that you kind of tied that, you know, leaving somewhat toxic groups or whatever, or groups that just aren't for you, mm-hmm. um, with also like, even if there are groups that you love or activities that you love, sometimes you just have to cut certain things out of your life for a season mm-hmm. or for a short time because it's just not yeah. working with your current situation. So, right. and, and it's hard to give yourself permission to do that. I don't want to become a therapy yeah. <laughs> uh, podcast well, here. But. A, a simple question to ask yourself to really evaluate this, because I do think it's important. We have a limited uh, time in our lives, limited space for relationships. And, you know, the more high quality relationships that you're giving yourself to, it's just going to be better for everybody. So I think you can just ask yourself, it, am I, when I'm done spending time in this place, do I feel refreshed or do I feel drained? Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to give you a really good clue um, to how best to spend your time. I've heard it said, you know, sometimes you have to say no to good things to, to leave room for the best things. Right. Yeah. And that's such a hard distinction to make. Um, on the same topic, I, Stacy and I were both very curious how you even make the time to, you know, run the business and like do this whole like connect, like the homes, uh, the Facebook group, uh, homeschool unburdened. It's like, yeah. I know that that kind of stuff takes time because that's the stuff we do too. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious to know, like, do you, are you intentional about it or is it just when you feel called to do it? How do you manage all the time? Oh man. I ask myself that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So the more that I have felt called to, and you know, I want to make a distinction. I really did feel called to homeschool unburdened. I actually kind of argued with God about this. I prayed about it. I I was telling God like, I don't want to be known. I don't want to be accountable to other people. I don't want to be vulnerable. Right. Um, but I felt a very clear calling that this was what He was asking me to do. To do. You know, I wouldn't say that about the local sports group. That was something that I wanted. So I just <laughs> went ahead and made it. Uh-huh. <laughs> So the more that I have been called to do, the more intentional I have had to be with my time. So I have, throughout the last five years, I have really been studying minimalism. I have been studying home management. I have been studying habits and how to make things more automatic and more efficient. Um, I haven't stopped growing and challenging myself. And so as I added on the businesses, as I added on a Facebook group, I do have to be really intentional with my time. Um, So time blocking is a big thing. There's time that I set aside for school. There's time that I set aside, you know, this is for work. But um, part of homeschool and burden, I'm still growing. I don't do it perfectly. Sometimes I just go on and write a post and schedule it when I have a moment. But in an ideal world, you know, I'd sit down for an hour and I would write all my posts for the month Mm -hmm. and be done because it's not going to be sustainable if I don't um, plan it out because it'll just take much more out of me if I'm doing it all throughout the month than if I'm sitting down a couple times and writing some really good content. Mm -hmm. But 
at the same time, I want to be responsive to the community. I want to um, not just giving them what I think they need, but responding to what they actually need. So a good example is we just had a community member asking about, you know, how do you find that perfect community and how do you deal with this or that? And so I'll go on and I'll spend more time on a response to that because somebody is clearly taking the time to ask. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a priority. So I guess the big picture is I do schedule it, but I schedule in flexibility to be responsive to what is needed in the moment. Right. And it's always hard to block out time for things because also like being home with your kids all day, things come up, you know, it's it's always it's not always so cut and dry. But I do think it's good to be intentional and and just force almost force yourself. That sounds negative, but like, you know, force yourself to like do these things like share with your community, respond to the questions, be a part of something bigger than just you in your house, you know? Yeah, but, it, you know, it can be the difference between, you know, feeling like you have to go on and respond, you know, within five seconds of a question being answered and saying, hey, I'm going to set aside a half hour in the afternoon and a half hour toward the end of the day, and I'm going to respond to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it you're not on all the time, but you're still giving the time that it needs. That's so, a great tip. I mean, I have been learning that for five years. I'm sure I have so much more to learn, but it is really important because, you know, I think I feel really comfortable telling people that if you're not willing to discipline yourself, you're going to struggle more with homeschool. Mm-hmm. Like the, there is a direct correlation between my self-discipline um, in the home and how I handle home management and running the business and having peace in my homeschool. You sound like because a true Charlotte Mason mom right now. <laughs> I do. And you know, I started as a total, I I didn't have any discipline in the beginning of my life. Mm -hmm. I was just every second of the day, what do I need to do next? What do I need to do next? And it was exhausting. It was totally exhausting. So, you know, looking forward five years, it's like dishes are on autopilot. Laundry is on autopilot. I, I have time set aside every day for processing orders and for school and for cleaning the house, maybe sometimes. Because <laughs> if I did it, it just wouldn't get done and then I get stressed out and it's a vicious cycle. So, you know, um, but the, on the other side of that, I would say focus on one habit at a time. Don't mm-hmm. overwhelm yourself. One habit at a time for the month is more than enough. And over, you know, a period of time, you're gonna see real progress. Yeah, that's true. And that's good advice because I think we all need to hear that every now and then. Um, I wanted to ask you just like a cute little fun question. What is your favorite thing about homeschooling? Oh, goodness. There's so much. I love homeschooling. Um, <laughs> I can tell you do. And that's why I like talking to you about it. <laughs> Not everyone seems like they like it, but I love it too. Like it's my favorite part of the day. <laughs> I just, um, it's like a ministry to me. It's mm-hmm. just a whole different way of life than the way that I grew up. And right. it's just has a wholesomeness to it and an intentionality behind it that is just like oh this is this is what i've been looking for in life but i would say my favorite thing about homeschooling is besides the fact of being able to like live our values and talk about god all the time throughout the day mm-hmm. is the freedom I, I mean i am just really big on freedom i don't like being told where to go, when to go, what to do, how to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have freedom to learn how we learn best, 
uh, to go on field trips when we feel like it, to take a break when we need it. I just think it's so, I think we're living life more authentically because we um, aren't kind of being shoved into such a strict plan for everything. Yes. And I agree. And I think you and I are very similar in that way. Please don't tell me ever what to do (laughs) and how to do it. (laughs) We're going to have problems if that happens. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just just the public school, you know, I love teachers and I have such mad respect for them. Mm -hmm. But the rigidity of the school system, it's just... Oh, it just pains me a little bit, you know? Well, just in order to accommodate all those kids. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's (laughs) different. Right, right. And it just, I knew very early on it wasn't going to serve my children the best way possible. And, you know, I would say homeschooling is some of the hardest work that I will probably ever do in my life. And I've had some hard jobs. Um, (laughs) Same. (laughs) I really have. And I, none of them even compare, but it's like, it's the kind of hard work. It's like, I think about the farmer that has just like plowed the field and planted the seeds Mm -hmm. and and it's just like sweaty and tired, but it's that kind of like soul satisfaction of doing a job well done. It's not the, it shouldn't be that kind of burden. Um, And that's really where the inspiration behind homeschool and burden and even humble heart presses come from is it's hard work. I can't save anyone from the hard work, but it should be gratifying work, not burdensome work. I love that. I think, yeah, you just hit the nail on the head. That's something that I think we all need to hear. So that's, that's amazing. Um, okay. Well, I guess we're winding down now. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, our usual weekly segment that we love called recommendation of the week. So Jamie, do you have a recommendation of the week for us today? I do. I do. And it is, um, I was thinking about it, you know, we're all going into summer and, you know, I see a lot of people struggling with screen time. It's been one of the things that I've struggled with the most in parenting. I've got three boys. Um, and so my recommendation is that it is your children are never too young or too old to teach discernment for screen time. And so What I mean about that is that there is high quality screen time and there's low quality screen time. Um, You know, what I studied in college was media studies and mass communications. And so I'm very sensitive and in tune to kind of the messaging and a lot of the programming. And it is not all good and it will not serve your children. So I like to think about it. It's either supporting what you're doing at home and the work that you're doing or it's undermining it. So from a very young age, I have taught my children how to define high quality screen time. And the way that we define it in our family is that it teaches, inspires, and models our values. (laughs) And please let me tell you, do not underestimate your children. They will get that because my five-year-old and my seven-year-old can make very complex arguments as to why something is quality or not quality. Mm -hmm. So it's really funny. Um, even my three-year-old, he's like, you know, mama, is this high quality? (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just, it's a practice, but I think it is one of the most valuable, uh, tools that discernment that we're teaching our kids. And, you know, it's, it's much easier to do a lot of screen time in the summer. So I just Mm -hmm. think that what we need to be mindful of is, are we teaching our children to be discerning of what they're consuming? Um, 
and I'm not always going to be there to do it. And quite frankly, it can be exhausting to have to decide that all of the time for every program. So I'm really step by step giving over that discernment to my children, you know, would you say that this is high quality or not and why? And they make very good arguments one way or the other. So I would just encourage all parents everywhere, homeschooling or not, to um, start teaching that to their children at a very young age. That I, I'm in love with that idea. And that's something that I'm actually super passionate about, too. And I don't think we've ever talked about this before. But um, we do very limited screen time in my house. But when we do watch something, I do try to make sure that it's something quality or it'll teach or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it, and that could be a full, that could be a whole range of things. You know, it could be watching an old musical with my kids, or mm-hmm. it could be watching a national geographic nature documentary. It doesn't have to be something that's blatantly educational, you know? Right. Right. And so I just love that. It's not, you're not just suggesting don't watch anything with your kids because I'm against that. I don't think that, you know, I love, sitting down as a family and watching a good movie um Mm -hmm. but I love that you're make you're making it more about just um distinguishing like which which things are I don't know what the word is like beneficial for my family and which are Mm not yeah and I'm not saying you know not everything that's on my tv all the time is the highest quality ever (laughs) but because I'm teaching my children how to even discern that or see what the difference is at least when they're seeing something on television, we've, we've had some really good conversations about like, you know, like, oh, that child wasn't obeying their, their parent. That's mm-hmm. not a good thing. And why or why not? Or, you know, you know, sometimes it's really interesting, like they'll be a hero, but with like a really negative quality about mm-hmm. them. And it's like, well, why are they making that hero about that? Is that what we believe? Like, no. So it gives you the platform to... You know, we can't protect our children from everything all the time. And I want them to go out into the world and be able to chew on everything that comes their way and kind of, you know, whether they swallow it or spit it out, that's up to them. (laughs) Right. And And I have to train them how to do that. (laughs) Exactly. And that's our job as parents. Like, I think we kind of forget that sometimes, but that's our job as parents, not to, not to protect them from everything, but to prepare them for what they will be experiencing. And I think the thing that we, my children and I have had a lot of conversations about is commercials because at home, (laughs) we don't, we don't watch anything that has commercials on it, right? Like we stream everything, but like the few times we've gone to stay in hotels, we watch HGTV and you know every five minutes is a commercial break Mm -hmm. and so you know my kids are like "Ooh, that looks cool and I'm like well but that's a commercial designed to appeal to you in a certain way so that Mm -hmm. you are more likely to buy whatever it is they're selling so it's not trying to make you feel actually good it's not trying to teach you something it's trying to take something from you so yeah I and that's an important lesson you know exactly able to walk through a store and not just buy the box of cereal that has a (laughs) cartoon character on it you know exactly yeah exactly totally okay well I've loved this conversation I just love sitting down and talking with you how can people find you to connect with you more so my Facebook group is homeschool unburdened it should pop up if you just google that um and my printing company is humbleheartpress.com and my gospel ministry is customgospels.com so I'm all over the place. I'm easy to find. I try to keep myself really accessible um, because it's just all about supporting one another. I think the more that I am out there supporting people with just a focus um, on what's best for them, I, I think that's what makes everything better for everyone. 
Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I learned so much from you and I always enjoy talking to you. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's been an honor. Thank you so much, Jamie, for giving us that interview. Wow, I'm blown away, and I hope you were too. There were so many good things in there, Jenny. Yeah, she was so fun to talk to, and she, I mean, yeah, as I was going, I was like, wow, this is the best thing we've talked about. No, this is the best thing we've talked about. Like, she just, like, every single thing, every single point she made, it just, it, it just really resonated with me. Like, the whole conversation about making time to connect with other homeschoolers like you and I I think people know we're very busy like we both work full time we homeschool we also have this whole kids learning for life project so it's really hard for us to like put ourselves out there sometimes because it's just another thing to do and it's really important to still do it and Jamie is really good about doing that like on Facebook just always reaching out asking for questions advice anything that other people can provide not just to herself but like to the whole community she has created. So true. Yeah, no, I remember after listening to the interview um, before we recorded this and just basically calling you as soon as it ended and I was just blown away at all of the good advice she had, um, like being able to figure out what creates that good community by sharing those core values. And I think that is something that is so important. There are five bajillion different ways to homeschool. And so you really kind of have to find that group of people. And it's not always easy, and it depends on where you are. Um, but you really have to find that that group of people that share those core values that you have, um, whether that be, you know, now we have Facebook and the internet, um, that that can be a good place to start. I know when I moved out um, to a more rural area, um, I didn't find a Facebook homeschool group for that area specifically. So I ended up making one and basically just told everybody, hey, I'm really busy, but maybe in the summer we can connect and found a few people that wanted to join up. So I'm excited to try and take some of Jamie's um, tips and start doing something with them and see if that's a place that um, I can really grow with our homeschooling. Yeah, I feel very lucky that Jamie is actually kind of a neighbor to me. We live like semi-close. I'm jealous. I know. I know. I'm like, Stacey, come up here. Hang out with us at the park sometime. But um, Oh, I will. Okay. Okay. I'll let you know next time. She and I keep meaning to try to get together. It's just, you know how it is. Um, So... I just I feel fortunate that there's a really strong homeschool community in my particular area. And it's really like especially within these past couple months, you know, now that things are slowly opening back up, it's just really meant a lot to me and my kids because we were new to this area. Like I didn't know anyone, but I've made several friends now because of these, you know, Facebook groups or like get togethers at the park or whatever. And it's so important for our kids and I'm not saying, you know, there's the whole argument like, oh, well, you're homeschooling. You're choosing to, you know, be a little more isolated. Well, homeschooling doesn't mean being isolated. And it's just, it's not good for us to be that isolated. And um, I don't know, there's just so much here. <laughs> but um, another thing I wanted to just like quickly discuss with you, because you and I have not discussed this, was Jamie's recommendation of the week. Yes, I feel like we need to have her back on because I could do a whole episode on her recommendation of the week. Yeah, discernment for screen time. I, it came, it totally came out of left field. I was not expecting her to recommend something like that. But it really, I was like, this is something that I think about all the time. Like every single thing that I watch with my kids, I kind of have to just 
think in my head, okay, is this something I want them to be watching? You know, it's something that's like a little voice in my head all the time. So, um, and I know, Stacey, this is something that you and I have talked a lot about and thought about. So yeah, we should definitely discuss that on a on a later episode. I think that would be great. Yes, definitely. Maybe even the next one. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I again, after listening to the interview with Jamie, I was just so pumped. There were so many good things in there. Um, you know, I loved her comment about um, like being vulnerable in your homeschooling and like not trying to be the best. That mm-hmm. was also something that really resonated with me is that, you know, I'm not, not that I'm ever trying to be the best or think that I am the best, but like it's, you know, it's like these goals. We all set goals for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But you have to also, especially with homeschooling, and, you know, like you said, you and I both work full time. So we're, we're, and I think uh, she was even talking about all these different hats that we have to wear. And, you, you can't wear all the hats at the same time and be the best at each hat. So, you know, you have to kind of take each hat and really think, you know, what what is the most important things I want to be really good at with this hat on? So like, you know, being a mother or being a teacher or being a, a um, employee like you and I both are, mm-hmm. you have to be able to find that balance. And um, yeah, that was just something that really made me start thinking about things in my own life. Yeah, so if you're interested in connecting with Jamie at all or seeing what her printing press company has to offer, the website is called humbleheartpress.com. So you can order items from her. Turnaround is super quick. And like I said, I can vouch for the quality. She does a great job and she's very passionate about what she does. So I know I I, I knew when I ordered from her, I knew it was serving, you know, a homeschool family in my own community. So I just love ordering things from her. And like I said, the quality can't be beat. And also you can find her on Facebook, her wonderful Facebook group called Homeschool Unburdened. So check that out definitely if you're looking for new ways to connect with homeschoolers. Those are great ways to connect. And I'm also a part of the Homeschool Unburdened Facebook group. And even though we have our own Kids Learning for Life Facebook group, the Homeschool Unburdened, what Jamie does is just really awesome. So definitely check that out. But you can also come on over to Kids Learning for Life on Facebook. You can email us. You can find our website at www.kidslearningforlife.com. And you know we would love to reach out to you. So you can find us on Instagram as well and email us any questions or thoughts you have on the topics and we'd love to connect with you that way yeah and don't forget about our youtube channel you can also listen to these episodes on youtube if you like listening to them in that format so we're just at kids learning for life on youtube i think we covered it all oh yeah that too (laughs) yeah that's the one we're really working on so um, that's the one we want oh and last thing i want to mention now that we're on the topic of youtube if you have not already subscribed to us on youtube now is the perfect time because we are really really close to our 1000 subscriber giveaway we are getting close to that 1000 subscriber mark and once we reach 1000 subscribers we are going to do a as long as you are subscribed to our channel and you complete a Google form. So if you go to our YouTube channel and you look at our most recent videos, you'll find it says 1K subscriber giveaway. Um, Watch that video. It'll tell you all the details and how to um, put your entry in. And we are giving away one of our own homeschool bundles, which is going to include a homeschool consultation as well as two workbooks. So there's going to be a BrainQuest workbook and a nature journal that you can use this summer with your kiddos. So Definitely check that out and get yourself um, 
on the entry form of getting yourself this homeschool bundle. See, this is why we do this together because Stacy remembered to plug that. I totally forgot and that's all we worked on all week. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> it's it now now I'm just very glad that you're here with me. I mean, not that I wasn't before. Um, and all hey, I forgot to plug our YouTube channel in general. It, so. It's okay. <laughs> we uh, yeah, we, see this is we complement each other. That's it's, it's perfect. Um, and I'll put it a is. link to that Google Doc that people can enter from in the show notes here until the giveaway is closed. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this episode. Um, Don't forget to check back in two weeks. We'll have another episode for you all and we will see you next time.